What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Thursday episode of All Canadian. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill, no Tuesday show this week, but we are back and we're rocking with some OUA news. Officially, schedule comes out. We're returning to play. We're going to go through every single week games we're excited for. We'll give you what they're doing in terms of return to play, what some of those key dates are. But first, I know Wade just suffered a hard, hard loss on the golf course, so need to send him my condolences. Yeah, an even tougher loss this morning was finding out that my barber was booked up because people started lining up at 5.30 in small-town Brockville for him to open up. Yes, I went when I thought he was open. And I was told that he had already had 30 people by quarter to eight. So tough. We'll have to wait. 5.30. Yeah. Apparently he opened up his doors at six because people were just sitting there waiting already. So uh, they caught him as he opened up the building, I guess. Either way, Jeff was booked up. So we have to wait on a haircut. But nearly two years later, here comes the OUA. But before that, before that, before we get to everything, we got to hold the phone because you know that the Canadian Football Perspective podcast is brought to you by Fox 40, who is also helping the OUA return to play with their awesome line of close vicinity whistle products. If you want to check out those products and more at their website, go ahead and visit fox40shop.com. Enter the code CFP15 and get your whistles, get your tri-layer whistle mask, whistle gator, all that jazz, CFP 15 for 15% off all your return to play whistle needs. And if we are cracking beers, it better be a Sawdust City beer. Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more This July, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. So use CFP during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be of legal drinking age. It is officially July 1st when this podcast is going to be coming out. And you better believe for Canada Day, I'm going to be having a nice crisp Sada City Cracked. Might be going with the Mojito IPA. Did you get Pro- some? Probably going with the Mojito IPA because I am some. stocked and loaded. Did you have to make the drive to the Brockville Superstore for their wonderful staff that have stocked it up again? Absolutely not. Shout out to Midland LCBO in the Kingston, best. Ontario. <laughs> they always have those Mojito IPAs, the Electric Storm IPAs, locked and loaded in their shelves. But definitely go to SadaCity.com to get your own with that CFP promo code. It's time now to talk OUA football, return to play, schedule, all that jazz. We're going to start off talking about Labor Day. Unlike previous years where we saw the season kick off or week two kick off and we have frosh games. This year, it's going to be the start of training camp on Friday. That is the September 3rd date. So once they are able to open, they've got 15 days before the first game starts, that's long enough for them to isolate in their dorms and be a part of the team, get some good practicing, get caught up because it is going to be a long time to get these guys back into play shape. 
and then we go September 18th through to Halloween. And then we go to the Vanier Cup, and we hit the playoffs. No, no, no. We're going Vanier Cup because we're going to go all the way through the playoffs. Quarterfinals, semis, Yates, national semifinal, Vanier Cup, and we are getting a full season in. Men. Men. To steal from one of the greatest Canadian bands of all time, it has been a long time coming. Is well worth the wait. I am so excited to watch some OUA football, to watch some U Sports football finally. But, but we gotta be we gotta be fired up for the players too, because we're sitting here waiting for the season to start. We've been waiting for the season to start as you know, fans and and you know, guys who cover the league and want to cover the league. But these dudes haven't strapped their helmets on and their pads on for live game action since 2019. Nearly two years by the time they finally do get back to training camp and are allowed to put on some shoulder pads and a helmet and play on those historic stadiums across our province that we live in. One key feature to this, though, is they won't be playing an eight-game schedule. It's going to be six-game schedule per team. And, you know, that's just because the later start date, they had to figure it out with the health and safety protocols. But now that they do, it eliminates two games. But for this season, I will take a two game. I will take those two games being eliminated to have OUA football. Yeah, and another change that's happening this season that I cannot stress enough, and I'm gonna go on a bit of a rant here. They divided the conference into East and West. It is clear there is divisions now because of COVID. I don't want to hear people talk about oh, well, they just stacked all the good teams on the one conference so that they can make tiers and they can separate so that the Carlton and Ottawa's don't have to play Western. Oh, my. Get over it. Okay, stop. End of argument right there. We're coming out of a global pandemic which saw a professional league in the NHL separate an entire country and make a division that way. Is anyone complaining right now that the Montreal Canadiens had an easier path through the playoffs because they didn't have to face Tampa Bay before they got to the finals? No, you don't hear about it. It's the same thing, okay? These teams are not meant to be traveling. Carlton and Ottawa, they don't have to go to Windsor. They don't have to go to London. They don't have to go to Hamilton and make those trips and stay in hotels overnight. Carlton and Ottawa don't have to come past Toronto. Toronto has one trip to Guelph and the rest of them are East. Like the the idea is to not send these teams to the other end of the province when we're still battling a pandemic. Don't get me wrong. We're on the way out. We are in to the light. We can see it. We can go towards the light at the end of the tunnel, but there's still a risk. There's still a huge health and safety aspect to this that they had to meet in order to be able to play this season, that is one of them. So I don't want to hear any more stacked conferences, stacked divisions. Guess what? If Can West had enough teams that UBC didn't have to fly to Saskatchewan or Manitoba, they would have done the same thing. If Quebec and the AUS had enough teams that they had to divide, they would have, but they don't have the luxury of an 11-team conference like the OUA does. So it's in a unique situation and there's no reason that you should say they stacked it. It is specifically done for health and safety of the players, the coaches, and the fan base so that they can all enjoy 
University football. I don't need to say anything else because that was a phenomenal rant. I just don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear about the stack conferences, the tiered whatevers. That's BS. Get it out of here. Get it off social media because you should just be happy and thankful that the province of Ontario and the OUA were able to figure out a way to make the season run and not have to shut it down for another year. We're getting OUA football. You should be thankful for that. End of story. And guess what? For the people that are going to say, oh, Wade's just from Toronto, they got an easy schedule. Hell no. I wanted those guys to go through the gauntlet because last year they did and they were damn close. I want to see Toronto Laurier because after last year's game, that's a great matchup now. I want to see Toronto Waterloo because that is going to be a good matchup. Trey Ford, Clay Sequeira, are you kidding me? Who doesn't want that for Ontario football? And to have Tanner DeYoung and the Carlton Ravens not be able to go down to the West and prove to themselves and to the conference, hey, you know what? We are the real deal. And we're not just beating up on the Eastern opponents like they're going to do, but we are getting there. Trust me. It's so worn out. These teams that are on the East would love to go West, but guess what? That's not the reality we live in for this 2021 season. So they're going to have to make do. Let's talk week one. I was going to say, end of rant, aside from the bull crap that we've been seeing on socials, what are your, what are your other big takeaways? Because I personally love, and this is a little bit of a twist, we, we get to see it this year because of the odd circumstances, but I mean, yes, bias take, but I was looking forward to this schedule coming out. Man, Ottawa's playing all their home games at TD Place. I love it. I yeah, love it. It is. And, you know, they get they get it as a home game against Carlton. So it's not the Panda. Pedro's not on the line. But October 28th, they get a Thursday night standalone game against the Carlton Ravens. That's going to be awesome. That's a great way for them to close out the season. Uh, one thing that I really like as we're looking at the times here, it looks like up until the last two weeks, the OUA has finally listened. They have tiered their time slots. We have one o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, four o'clock, one o'clock, three, four, six, one, three, six. And then when we get to the last two weeks, instead of people scoreboard watching, all the games are one o'clock and then a two o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock. So we are going to get some staggered starts so we can get viewership across the province. You don't have to pick which one game do I want to watch now because you can look at September 25th where you got one o'clock, you get three o'clock, you get four o'clock, you get six o'clock. I'll just watch each game and I'll flip to the next one after my one finishes. That's a great way to drum up viewership and fan engagement. I'm glad the OUA has listened to that part. You better believe on a weekly basis, I will be watching every single OUA football game that I possibly can. But let's dive into this schedule. Let's take it week by week and give you some of our games that we like, possibly some season predictions maybe. We might get into some of those. We'll hold but off on those. We'll push that for a couple weeks. We gotta, I might give we one on the it. Panda, but whatever. We will get into it, though. September 18th, 2021, the official kickoff of OUA football. In the 1 o'clock slots, we have Mac matching up against Western, Ottawa against Toronto, York against Laurier. Moving into the 3 o'clock game, it's a rematch of last year's opening kickoff. Queens at Carleton, and then rounding out 
week one, Windsor at Waterloo in the 6 p.m. game. Which one do you like from that slate? I mean, it's the obvious choice, right? I mean, you could say it's the matchup of our alma maters. You could go with Tanner DeYoung against what I'm assuming is going to be Alex Freakin with Queens or Ryan Lecandro, whoever they decide to go with. But it's the Yates Cup rematch. We've waited two years. These teams hate each other. Jackson White going to be the starter week one for Western against a team that told him, we're not going to go with you. And he said, okay, fine. I'll see you guys later. This is going to be a big one. Duek versus White. You're going to get Marshall versus Patasic. This is going to be a slugfest in TD place. Or TD yeah, Stadium, I'm... sorry. We're going to have to get that corrected because we're going to be mixing that one up all night. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm going to have to be split screening the one o'clock games. I'm going to definitely going to be having the Yates Cup rematch on the big screen. But on the side, I got to have Ottawa, Toronto. Wade and I probably going to have some sort of wager on this one, I would think. Maybe the winner or the loser has to wear the winner's gear for an episode. I don't know. I'll give Wade some Ottawa stuff. We'll call it a win and move on. But this one, absolutely in this slot. It's got to be McMaster Western is the game that I really am going to have my eye on. But like you said, Queens Carlton, if Alex Freakin is the starter, I'm really excited to watch that matchup. And our old buddy Tanner DeYoung is going to be slinging the rock. I'm excited to see what he looks like because if you've been following Carlton Ravens football this offseason or Tanner DeYoung this offseason, this dude is in the best physical shape I think I've ever seen him in. Yeah, and I'm really interested with Tanner because we know how much work he's been trying to put in. But at the same time, he's got a whole new cast of receivers. He doesn't have his Phil Ilokis anymore. He doesn't have Mitch Raper there as a security blanket out of the backfield. So it'll be interesting for Tanner to see the development with the young guys. But like you said, him coming in in this great of physical shape only bodes well for the Ravens as they rematch against the Queens Gales. So take us into week two. What do we got looking forward for September 25th? Oh, we got the Battle of Waterloo. And then we've got Ottawa traveling to Queens, Carlton going to York, Western, Guelph. Obvious choice. Green and uh, – obvious choice. Black and gold, purple and gold. Right across town from each other. This one's going to be a big game. Battle of Waterloo is definitely the one that you got to have your eye on. It's always an exciting game. Just a couple years ago, we had three overtimes. Three overtimes and a hook and ladder at that. Battle of Waterloo is one of the most exciting games in this new Western Conference, Eastern Conference split. I'm, I'm certainly excited to get to the Battle of Waterloo, but Western Guelph, man, in the 6 o'clock slate for that game, could also be very interesting because this is going to tell us what type of football team Guelph is right out of the gate. Guelph doesn't have a week one game. They have a week one bye. So Guelph's first game of the season is six o'clock at home at alumni stadium against one of the best programs in Canada, the Western Mustangs. Guelph traditionally pretty good program in the OUA, but this is really going to give us an early indication of what the Guelph Griffins look like. It's a big question mark on offense. That's, that's what it is for me. Um, if they come out and Western thumps them because Jackson White's going to be humming, that ball's going to be moving across the plane for the Mustangs. If Guelph comes out, and don't forget, they lost Tavis Robinson to the Ole Miss Rebels 
So they're going to have a hole to fill on defense that's pretty substantial. It could be interesting to see how they end up looking week one for them. Week one for the Guelph Griffins. Week two for everyone else. Saturday, October 2nd. Happy birthday, Mom. We have the unofficial first Panda game of the year. None of the other games in this lineup matter to me. We have Ottawa Carlton at 12 p.m. Location TBD because it's going to be neutral. I am absolutely fired up to get my very first taste of Ottawa Carlton in nearly two full seasons. And guess what? We don't know who the starting quarterback for the University of Ottawa is going to be yet. Who knows? George Reynolds, this kid out of the UK, out of the NFL UK Passing Academy, could come in and absolutely sling the rock. Though Ben Maracle does look like a natural-born leader with that GG's offense. Carlton, Ottawa, man, if somebody tries to plant the flag in the middle of the field again and a fight breaks out, I would not be surprised. I will say, Ottawa this year gets a huge boost because the big man on the left side, Zach Pelios, is back. For those that don't remember, Zach Pelios was first team all OUA as a true freshman, straight out of high school. Had to miss out on the last season. COVID delayed the next one. He is coming back. He's going to be moving people for them. I think you're right on Ben Miracle being the starter, and I feel like he's going to have much more time in the pocket, much more patience, knowing that Pelios hasn't covered on the back end. I'm not letting you get out of this round without making a Panda prediction. We also get, before I get to my prediction, we also get the Battle of the Simonkindis. JP suiting up for the GGs. Elaine suiting up for the Carlton Ravens. Brothers playing on opposite sides of the football. JP and the Ottawa GGs are going to be running all over Elaine and those Carlton Ravens. You're nuts if you think I'm going anywhere else other than Ottawa. I don't even care how good Carlton looks to start the season or how good Ottawa looks to start the season. Mitt, you're nuts if you think I'm going against my GGs. Get out of here with that one. Tanner will throw three touchdowns. Hot take, he'll run for another. The good old athletic hurdle that I saw last time out in the Panda game, I believe. Uh, that's going to be coming back. So Tanner is going to have four total touchdowns en route to a Carlton W. But quick mention, Connor quickly said that this is the first of two. Some of you might go, whoa, what? Because we get the shortened schedule, because it is tiered into divisions, the OUA has also doubled down on rivalry weeks. So we get two battles of Waterloo. We get two Panda games, even though they're not officially both Panda games. And we get two Toronto Yorks. So that way you can balance out and get a revenge game without having to wait 365 days. And then maybe if those teams are good enough, they balance into playoff seed and you could see a third matchup. Wouldn't that be crazy? Last time Ottawa and Carlton had to face off twice in a season, fights were had Connor was there for it imagine if there's a third game between Carlton and Ottawa by some chance that would be phenomenal to see be uh to steal from another sport it would be uh hell in a cell to put it lightly other games to round out the third week Laurier at Western Waterloo at McMaster which is also going to be a great game it's at one o'clock however so i think that a lot of eyes are going to be geared on the first Panda game in a couple of years. 
Guelph at Windsor, Queens at Toronto, 4 p.m. to close out the week. We go into week eight, which is Thanksgiving weekend. We have Friday games. We have Saturday games. Two and two. So it's going to be Toronto heading to Carlton, 4 p.m. Guelph heading to Queens. That's the one crossover they have to do. And then Saturday, McMaster, Windsor, York at Ottawa. So the Toronto teams both heading up to the nation's capital. Guelph heading down to Limestone City and McMaster heading all the way to Connor's favorite border in Ontario, going to Windsor. Close enough to my Detroit Lions, close enough to watch them suck this season. But in this, in this, in this Friday, Saturday set of games, the game that I really have my eye on is at 4 p.m. on the Friday, Toronto versus Carlton. I like that matchup a lot. Again, it's gonna be Tanner Young versus Clay Sukara. One of the Toronto was one of the best offensive units in the country last time we saw them out. So I'm very excited to see what goes down here. I do expect Carlton to have a pretty damn good defensive unit in 2021. So this is going to be kind of the battle of D versus the battle of O at MMP Park nonetheless. So it could be a very interesting Friday night matchup. And keep in mind, the last time Toronto traveled to Carlton, it was the last time we saw OUA football. And that Ravens defense gave them fits. They gave a very exotic look. I think they played with like one or two down linemen the entire game. Had guys moving around inside the box the whole time. And it, it can rattled the Varsity Blues offense to the point where Tanner DeYoung and the Carlton Ravens just had to put away a couple touchdowns and walk off with the win on a rainy day. Uh, so I'm interested to see how the Ravens defense bounces back with that same performance. Do they try a similar technique or do they play it out a different way? The game I'm looking at actually follows that Guelph Queens. This was a thriller last year. As you know, this went deep into overtime. We saw lots of points put up on the board back at Richardson, same matchup, same venue as it was last year. Going to be a nighttime game. I'm excited for Queens hosting Guelph depending on who their quarterback is at this point, it could make or break their season as we near the home stretch. On the Saturday, I'm not trying to be rude, but we're not going to talk about this one too, too much. Max going to wash Windsor. Ottawa's going to wash York. Let's head to Saturday, October 16th. Are you sure about that York pick? Yes, very. Okay. I'm confident on the McMaster one as well. No offense to the Windsor Lancers, but I just feel like... Uh, McMaster, defending OUA champs, it's going to be a tough one. As we come back, though, from Thanksgiving weekend, Windsor at Western, York at Toronto, Laurier at Mac, Carlton at Queens, Waterloo at Guelph. In this set of games, there's a couple good ones here, a couple that catch my eye. I mean, I know you might go off on the red-blue game, Laurier Mack might be a good one as well. We talked about Queens Carlton already, so I'm not going to go back there. But Waterloo and Guelph, again, is one that I find really interesting. Close in proximity or close enough in proximity. The teams traditionally do not like each other. Guelph usually has the upper hand on Waterloo. However, this year, I think the turntables will turn and the Waterloo Warriors are going to best the Guelph Griffins 
in the six o'clock game at Alumni Stadium? Uh, I'll go second time matchup, Carlton Queens. By this point, Queens should have a defined starter in their role. Otherwise, you know, their season's kind of gone to the wayside. Uh, meanwhile, the Ravens will be humming along at this point, cruising on that good old golden arm with Tanner DeYoung. Uh, no, Toronto York, I expect York to win the, this one. I, I, I'm not going to be like you and, and promise a victory for my team. Uh, York seemingly had Toronto's number the last couple of years, uh, despite the offensive firepower that UFT has. If Toronto comes out and lights them up, and I will be happy as can be. Uh, but until then, I will play devil's advocate and say York pulls out this win. Wow. Wow. And let's, hey, I didn't guarantee a win. I'm not Charles Barkley here. I'm just backing my guys. Guarantee button. Here it comes. Uh, you've got to hold on to that, though, because I will ask for a guarantee on the second matchup of a Panda game. We come out of the post-Thanksgiving. We head into the home stretch. Two more weeks to go. Starting off with Thursday night football, though, we get two extra games of this. Queens at Ottawa, TD Place on the Thursday night. Then we go into the Saturday, Mac, York. There's a crossover. Toronto, Guelph is their crossover. Western, Waterloo at 1 p.m., though. And then Windsor, Wilfrid Laurier. All eyes will be on Trey Ford taking on the Mustangs. We know how electric he is. We know how close they have come to touching the Western Mustangs. But if this is the year that the Waterloo Warriors want to make a run in these playoffs, this is the game to prove it to the province, to the country, that, hey, we're for real. Watch out in two weeks' time when we hit the playoffs. Yeah, this is the proverbial show me, don't tell me. This is really going to be the biggest test for the Waterloo Warriors this is going to show us what type of football team they really are. I don't care if they get the win or not in this one, but if they can play it close, if they play a gritty football game and hang in there between three and seven points, Waterloo is going to be looking damn good and could be a sneaky good playoff team. However, if they go, if they go out in this one and it's like a 15, 20, 25 point game, sorry guys. Now to me, if you lose a close game, but you lose it, on Trey Ford not operating well in the two-minute drill, or if you lose it and you lose on a turnover, that, to me, is going to speak volumes. I, I will be more unimpressed that way than if you get blown out. Because if you get down to that crunch time, that's when you are going to say, hey, look, this is how much we've grown as a team. This is how much we've progressed. Whereas if you lose by a couple touchdowns, it could just be, you know what, we weren't ready that day, off day, teams have those maybe fluke turnovers. But if you go into the two-minute drill close and you let it slip away because of your own errors, that's going to tell me a lot about you guys as a team. And honestly, then you can prove us wrong from there because if you have those gaffes and you turn around in two weeks in the playoffs and you lead a beautiful two-minute drill – you hold on to the ball when you could have made a risky play that might have gotten a turnover. I, that's that's when I'll applaud the team tremendously if they prove me wrong turning that around. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. But let's advance the schedule. Five days, six p.m., which I love. 
I have yet to see a nighttime panda game. So this is going to be, sorry for the pun, pandemonium. Ottawa Carlton TD plays 6 p.m. Panda game. Pedro on the line. Go GGs. Ravens or Crows? That's all I got to say on that one. Ravens are double the size of Crows. But okay. The Crows. Uh, you know, 6 p.m. How sick is that? 6 p.m. for a Panda game. 6 p.m. for a Panda game is going to be pretty cool. I want to see how many fans we can we can get in for that game because this uh... – Obviously, health and safety protocols are going to have to be taken into account. And, like, it, it's really going to depend on that and where Ontario is as a province for COVID. But being optimistic, by October 28th, which is, what, four months, five months from now, I don't know if my math is right on that. Somebody could fact check me and come at me on Twitter because I suck at math. But in that span of time, I'm, I'm really hopeful that with the way that we're getting vaccinated and the way that Ontario is moving, we can have north of 50, 60% capacity in that stadium because a 24,000 person Panda game is an experience. Never more. Never more, never more. It's a word recurring in the famed poem by Edgar Allan Poe. Touch Pedro the Panda. The Ottawa GGs shall not. Quoth the Raven, never more. Never more, never more, Connor. Never more this season. I am doing it. I am going to make the bold pred- prediction that Carlton goes 2-0 and against your Ottawa GGs this year just to infuriate you. I will take Tanner DeYoung and his amazing team to win twice. I don't want to see Pedro rocking any Garnet this year. He's going to be holding the shield stout before we head into the final rivalry week of the season on Saturday, October 30th. I think by the time the season ends, 2018 belongs to Ottawa. 2019 belongs to Ottawa. 2021A belongs to Ottawa. 2021B belongs to Ottawa. It's going to be four straight over Carlton by the time we are entering 2022. Tanner, I love you. Go GGs. So you're going to just try and like overcompensate for the fact that you never won in four years by making your Carlton or by making your Ottawa GGs win four years in, or four times in a row? Is that what is that how it's going down? I'm trying to pretend I'm frozen so I don't have to speak. <laughs> no, we'll come down the stretch here October 30th. Happy birthday to me. Let's see how the playoff seating shakes out. Guelph at McMaster, Toronto at York, Laurier at Waterloo for the second installment of that rivalry. Western at Windsor. Battle of Waterloo to come down the pipes. Or are we going to look at Guelph McMaster to determine playoff seating? Coming down the stretch in the OUA. There's a lot on the line here in the final week. Carlton Ottawa could very well be for playoff seating too. It could determine who makes it, who doesn't. Queens, of course, gets the last week by. So if they lose out on that Thursday night game, they're going to be sent home a week early if they don't make the playoffs. 
I'm looking at this game at the games this week, and oh my, we're gonna have some drama coming down the wire. Yeah, I don't think there's in this in this slot. I don't think there's one game that I'm necessarily excited for. I think in the last week of OUA football, I'm more so excited to see how the playoff seeds are gonna shake out, what it's gonna look like, what the matchups could potentially look like based on these wins and losses. I mean, obviously the battle, obviously the battle of Waterloo is always a fun game to watch. Guelph Mac is going to be another test for Guelph, but yeah, no, I, I think for these games, it's more so how it's going to shake out and what the playoff brackets are going to look like that I'll be most excited for as we come into October 30th. And then of course we'll go into playoffs from there. Crown of Yates cup champion declare who will represent the conference in the national semifinals. And we'll see how that works out. Of course, we, we know that the, OUA should be playing the AUS and it should be time for Can West to match up with the RSEC. But we don't know who's going to be matching who, how they might work it for COVID protocols. Do we see them just go conference, neighboring conference? That's to be determined, but we've got time. But for now, we have all the news that we need. And that is the fact that we are getting OUA football. Doubled down on the rivalry weeks, divided by geography for COVID, shortened two games, but it's still going to be sweet university football with the Yates Cup as the final goal. As it stands now, that is three out of four conferences for you sports. We have OUA official, Cam West official, AUS official. We are still waiting on that conference in Quebec, the RSEQ. I'm sure it's just a matter of time before we hear of an official RSEQ schedule. I'm not in doubt on the Quebec conference. They Absolutely wanted to play not. damn badly during COVID. They tried COVID. to play last year during <laughs> COVID. So, they were the one province that said, hell yeah, guys, let's play some football. And then they went, oh, that might be not the best idea. No, it's just a matter of time. They're going to sort out their schedule. Who gets what game, when, where. It, it'll work out. We will get Quebec football. They may have to bump their season start like the OUA did in order to get. I think that's the move that most teams are going with. But we'll get Quebec to announce it soon. And then we'll have all four conferences locked and ready to roll for the fall. It's a big start, big energy time for them. So it's time to go. It's time to start. Double fist pumps. All around. Everyone just can super take excited. A big sigh of relief. Quickly, though, before we go, we want to mention some gambling lines for you guys. If, you're, uh, if you've been listening along, we've got... We've He's got, on a hot streak. I have been. And as we go into the Euros... We got a little crux here. My Belgium, <laughs> the Red Devils face <laughs> off against Italy in the next round. Quarterfinals, here we go. Uh, but no, England uh, England snuck past Germany. We've got a... Uh, I think, like, I don't think 2 nothing is sneaking past. I think that's commanding past, but... Hey, Harry right. Kane, Harry Kane had the, uh, had the ultimate goal to get through. Yeah, but Harry Kane looks like he can't play a full game, right? Yeah, get out of here. All right, so 
coming into the quarterfinals. We're going to start off Switzerland, Spain, and then Belgium, Italy on Friday. <sighs> Switzerland coming off the big penalties. Spain, though, they had a shootout and a half against Croatia. Spain's minus 137. I'm liking that one. Uh, I'm, I'm liking Spain over uh, over Switzerland, minus 137. And then we're going to give you guys another basketball one because I've been kind of rolling lately. We'll see how it goes. Uh, that's going to be for Friday as well. Bucks, Hawks, no. Giannis just uh, got cleared. It's a left knee hyperextension, no structural damage. Someone's got elastic ligaments. Uh, timetable unclear. Trey Young sat out game four. Hawks plus 107. Spreads two points even. Hawks plus two is a dog, so it's kind of a pick em unless we're getting like a one-point game. But uh, I'm going to take Hawks to win game five. Hopefully Trey Young's back. Giannis, I don't think, is going to be back. It's going to be too much to handle for Hotlanta as they ride into the deep into the playoffs. Uh, I'm excited for that one. So we'll give you those two lines there. As always, we are sponsored by Bet99. We are responsible gambling. Stay safe. Every game starts at Bet99. Another sponsor thrown in there after my lines. Once again, that is Spain over Switzerland. And then the Hawks to take game five over the Bucks. Plus two on the spread. But as always, go and crack yourself a nice cold sawdust city beer. Enjoy your Canada day. Stay safe with COVID precautions. Have a couple drinks. Order up over $100. Free shipping with the code CFP. Available to Ontario residents. Only must be of legal drinking age. And before we do head out, since it is Canada Day, the Canadian Football Perspective Podcast Network is brought to you by our friends over at Fox 40, a great Canadian company, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology. And for 15% off your return to play whistle needs, visit fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off. That does it for us today, though. OUA is back. And as always, you know where to find us, at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective. However you check us out on social media, you can find us there. Let's go. OUA football is back. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you guys on Tuesday.